You're listening to the Ball and Beats Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 42 of the Ball and Beats Podcast. How are we doing today, Spencer and Alan? You know, not too bad. Not too Doing bad. good. Doing good. Yes, it's a very exciting time here in sports world. you got NFL playoffs starting here later on today. Uh, the National uh-huh. Championship had just happened. We're going to briefly talk about that because there's really nothing to talk about um, because Ohio State hopefully should have been in that game. But it ended up being Georgia TCU, and Georgia only won only by 58 points. Um, Broad. Yeah, the, the only they only won by fifty eight points. Wrong. So wow. if you if you bet that Georgia was going to win by fifty seven, you made a lot of money. What's embar- <laughs> What's more embarrassing, the fact that OSU choked away a natty, or that Michigan lost to this team? Both equally. Both. <laughs> Pretty equally. Yeah, it is both. It, it's it's both one hundred percent. There's just no way CJ Stroud comes back. Yeah, there is just no way he comes back. But that that is that is one thing we definitely will talk about today, you and me, at least Spencer, because we are on hashtag Stroud Watch because he has he until Monday still, still has not declared and there are a lot of rumors out there about a possible NIL deal come. and the fact that he might come back. And, you know, last year there were similar – I mean, not last year, uh, back when uh, Justin Fields came out, there were talks because he waited till the last day to announce that he was coming out or that he was declaring for the draft as well. But the difference with that is there wasn't really a lot of rumors behind the scenes that he would stay. A lot of people were just like, why hasn't he said anything? There's a lot of smoke out there that Stroud is legitimately thinking about coming back to Columbus next year for his senior year. There's rumors out there that he's registered for spring classes this semester. There's rumors out there that uh, our NIL foundation is preparing a decent amount that would be worth his while to come back. And I think maybe if if he really is truly thinking that he might come back or not, I think it's a legacy thing for him because he's currently known as the guy at Ohio State for his career who has never beaten Michigan – who never. has never really won the big game, um, hasn't played necessarily the greatest, even though you could say he was the least of the problems in those big games. We saw it against Georgia. He That was the best game he's ever played in his Ohio State career. And I don't think he's going to come back as we could see the top five picks in the NFL draft. I mean, yes, the legacy. I would love for him to come back. I just, like... Unless the NIL money is otherworldly, I just don't think he does. I just think that he want. I mean, he's going to have teams like Indianapolis or Carolina, you know, teams that he's going to be given the keys from day one. Houston, I mean, heck, you can even, like, Seattle's another one. I really don't think that Geno Smith's going to be there long term. It's funny because I, I just seen that Geno Smith is going to sign an extension with Seattle in the offseason that was just posted on Twitter by some verified sources. Well, Seattle's going to be mediocre for the next however many years. Fine with me. 
Um, um, I will be, as we continue this episode, I will be continuously refreshing Twitter and Instagram to see if Stroud has made any kind of announcement. He does have until Monday. He hit on record. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen either, but I, I would be a huge, I mean, I'm already, I've already been a Stroud guy for the longest time. And I think it, it shows that it's not always just the money with him, I think. And, you know, even though I just mentioned that as well, I think the NIL, in part, will also kind of persuade guys to come back another year eventually, even though you can go hit the big money in the NFL. The NIL money at the moment, it's pretty much everywhere, you know. There's some people getting eight figures out there for kinds of deals that they're promised. And I think you might see down the line more guys choose to stay in college because they feel like they can still make really good money at the college level. Still kind of generational wealth, you know. And I would love for him to come back. Don't get me wrong. It's just like he's got like three, three plus teams, like same with Bryce Young, that like he's going to be given the keys from day one. And like I said, I mean, Las Vegas is another team that just popped up. I mean, Derek Carr. No, Tom Brady's going there. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I actually uh, agree. Later on, at some point, we will do like a free agency thing where we want to predict where we think quarterbacks will go because I do think this is going to be a busy free Raiders agency. Are gonna, for yeah, Tom Brady's beat Patrick Mahomes. Yes. No, yes. Exactly. Before, and still miss the playoffs. Happen again. Exactly. Um, but let's see. Let's see what Stroud does. I'm intrigued to see what Stroud does. I would love to see it. I don't think it will happen because there's, you know what? There's actually just no way he will come back. Um, yes. There's no exactly. way. Exactly. He um, really shouldn't. But I mean, if he does, cool. If not, oh uh, well. He's going to the NFL. I'd feel better about next season if he did, though. <laughs> I'd feel a lot better. <laughs> I could tell you that. But. Um, yeah, there's just no shot he does because why would you pass down, you know, being a top five pick? No way. But, you know, most of this episode will be about the playoffs here as the NFL playoffs are starting up. Later on today, you have San Francisco at home against the Seahawks today at 4.30, and then at 8.15 you have the Chargers out at Jacksonville. You've got two more games tomorrow and then uh, Dallas Cowboys-Buccaneers game on Monday night. Um, there's a lot of intriguing matchups uh, in the playoffs first round. I think there will be one or two upsets personally in the first round. Um, I think we all know who – I think we all have similar Super Bowl favorites. Um, but who's a dark horse? Who's a dark horse Super Bowl contender? I hope Seattle gets absolutely blasted on national television. <laughs> I hate that organization because it should be Detroit. Nobody wants to watch this game. Unless you're a 49ers fan. Unless you're a Niners fan or, you know, the the, the Seahawks. Just, oh, my. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> it still hurts, but you know what? Screw Green Bay. Um, The Dark Horse team... Man. Uh, you know, I, I personally like out. Okay. <laughs> I would say Dallas just because if Dak Prescott doesn't have interception problems, I mean, he's, he's led the league in interceptions. He's played five less games than everybody. 
which is just unreal. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say the Cowboys just because their defense is elite and their offense. If Dak Prescott is mediocre interception every single game, uh, they can beat anybody in my opinion. So I'll take Dallas. Honestly, I think it's the team that everyone's counting out. I think Jacksonville's the most dangerous team in the playoffs right now. It wouldn't shock me if they be- go on the road and beat Kansas City. I don't. I didn't say they'd go that far, but I, I honestly think that they can beat the Chargers tonight. And I don't. I mean, I've seen they're not favorites to win, and why would they? It's the Chargers, but I think they got hot at the right time going into their game against the Titans last week. And I think they're going to carry that momentum at least through the wild card. Must be nice getting into the playoffs at nine and eight. <laughs> yeah. It, on, yeah. It must be real nice getting in the playoffs. Heck, at eight and nine and winning your division in Tampa Bay as well. You know. Oh, so, please. Um, you know, my dark horse. I was thinking Dallas as well, but I'm also gonna go back to the team that I have kind of said before the season, who I think would win your division in the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. They play poor when they lose. Absolutely terrible poor. I mean, it's they get blown out or they win barely. There's no it, – it's, 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 it's weird. They are one of those teams that you look at their record and you think they're probably worse than what their record really is. But I just – there's just something about being able to win in those close games that I think could play into their favor in the playoffs. I do think so. Um. It's tough though, but also I agree with Dallas as well. I think Dallas could be that dark horse, but the question is, what Dak are we going to get? If we get a poor yep. Dak against Tampa, they're going to get absolutely blown out. I don't care how bad Tampa Bay plays; they'll still blow them out because I just don't get Dallas. They make no sense to me. They're you never know. And with Minnesota, I think that they have the offensive pieces to contend. And Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback. People can talk about him all they want. He is not really that bad of a quarterback. Too bad his playoff game is not at 1 o'clock this week. Um, yep. Which may be the problem here. But I, I'm but they are facing the Giants, so that's, that's the only issue that they're facing the Giants. And to be honest, I think the Giants aren't all that. No. You never know. We'll see for sure. I think that game is actually going to be a really tight one. I think that one will be a really tight one. So, but you know what's but the NFL just came out today and said the NFL officiating is under scrutiny after controversial calls from the playoff shaping Seahawks Rams. Yeah, I've I seen that. You don't wow. say. Wow. You don't say. Yeah, not, yeah, let's call a roughing the kicker even when the guy was pushed into the kicker. Or, you know, you know, when Geno Smith ran into, <laughs> oh my gosh. Per, Rapp- per Ian Rappaport, Harbaugh is the favorite to be the next Broncos coach. If he doesn't oh, sign God. an extension with Michigan soon, expect an in-person interview at some point. Yeah, it makes sense. But I don't think he's going to turn around the Broncos. 
Nobody can. They're terrible. I don't think Bill Belichick with Tom Brady could do that. No. Put Mahomes there. There's no still. You know what's what's a crazy stat by Mahomes? In his career, he has never lost an in-division road game. Ever. I know. It's crazy. It's insane. Very insane. But you got the these playoff matches. I'm intrigued. It's 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 uh put up or shut up time now in the NFL season. And uh we should go ahead and predict how we think the playoffs are gonna go. We should do it individually. We'll go you do the whole playoffs, move on to the next person. So Alan, you go first. Or what All right. Well, all right, I'll start with the AFC side. Obviously, Chiefs at home, number one seed. To be honest, I know what happened with Cincinnati and Buffalo was bad, but I honestly think that the Chiefs would have ended up with the number one seed anyways, regardless of if that game had, you know, continued or not. But anyways, it's in the past. So, first up, Buffalo against Miami. I have Buffalo winning this. Miami doesn't stand a chance, even if they had to, uh, but they don't. So, yes, Buffalo's going to go and beat Miami. Same with the Bengals and Ravens. The Ravens are playing without Lamar. He hasn't practiced this week or last week. So I think the Bengals are going to win that one as well. Now, the team that I think is the dark horse, I believe that Jacksonville will upset the Chargers tonight and prove to everyone that, yes, despite being 9-8, and eight, they do belong in the playoffs. Do they go any further than that? No. Because they're going to lose to the Bengals in the divisional round. Which brings me to, wait, not the Bengals, the Bills. Because the Bengals are going to face the Chiefs in the divisional round. And the Chiefs are going to win, and we're going to have a nice, cool AFC championship game with the Chiefs and the Bills, neutral ground in Atlanta. I believe that this one goes back to the overtime, like last time they played, and I think the Chiefs will still win, (laughs) even with the new new overtime rules. So you got Chiefs in the AFC side making it back? Yep. And... And then on the NFC side, obviously Eagles, number one seed. So we got the Seahawks and the 49ers. The Lions win this game. Lions win that game 100%. If they do. They do. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks will put up a fight. I do, but honestly. I hope they roll over and die. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, I hope BCB goes for four hundred against the sorry team. A little cynical, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> oh my goodness! But you know what? Just because Spencer's talking about it, I do have the Forty ers winning this game. Believe me, I think yeah. that they will. <laughs> I think Seattle. I think in the first half, Seattle will put up a little bit of a fight, but. The 49ers on a roll with Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. What a story Brock Purdy has been. I mean, not a whole lot of people realize this. He was the literal last pick. Last pick. 
Yep. And he's actually pretty good. He's very good. <laughs> he's not even a bad quarterback. That's the problem. <laughs> Another Jimmy G. How many Mr. How many Mr. Relevance can you say are actually good? I mean, Mr. Relevance, can you say actually played an NFL snap? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. And got their team to the playoffs. So yeah, I I do believe that the Forty Nine will win this. Uh, I do. I also see that the Vikings will beat the Giants. I don't think. Yes, the Vikings are frauds, but the bigger frauds are the Giants. I don't think they stand a chance. Not really. Maybe it is a close game, but I don't see them beating the Vikings. Obviously, it's not at one p.m., but. And oh my goodness, Tampa Bay and Dallas. Tom Brady is seven and zero against the Cowboys in his career. And for some reason, because we have NFL script writers, I think that they win. Especially because if that goes an interception, the game's the NFL is not going to let Tom Brady lose in the wild card round. <laughs> exactly. They're not going to the Super Bowl, but, you know, they're also not going to, you know, take a first-round exit. Fair. So then, obviously, that means it'd be the Vikings and Eagles, and then the 49ers, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's not beating the 49ers. It would be uh, Philly, Tampa, and Minnesota, San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, no, really what I was going to say is that for the NFC Championship, it would be the Eagles and 49ers, I believe. Okay. And I'm sorry, but Jalen Hurts, I don't think that their team is as complete as the 49ers is. Their offense is great, but their defense, I still have a little bit of questions about the defense of the Eagles. They're good, but they're not great. I like Darius play, but... He's he's an okay corner. So you Fletcher are Cox, going to have a rematch, a Kansas from two City, years San ago. Well, Super three Bowl. years ago. Hmm. Yep. And I will have the Chiefs winning again, even though Brock Purdy will put up a fight. So just like two years ago. Yep. I yeah. like it. I like it. I think that matchup's pretty reasonable. Uh, yeah. yeah. For Man, sure. imagine Brock Purdy in his first year going to the Super Bowl. That is crazy. That would be okay. amazing. That means he'll be starting next year. Mr. Irrelevant has become fully relevant at that point. He is relevant now, yeah. Honestly, I think Brock Purdy is going to be starting over Jimmy G and Trey Lance next year. He might as well. They could start anybody at that quarterback position the way that they're offenses set up and would succeed. They could start you, me, and Spencer. Yep. Yeah, they could. Exactly. I mean, hey, Tom Brady did it for years where just threw five-yard passes, so. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think I can throw I think I can throw a five-yard pass and be fine. Same. Honestly, same. So, Spencer. Okay. You're good. I guess I'll go. Um, I'll start with the AFC. Um, Kansas City is going to beat the bye team. 
and that's a lock. <laughs> I like it. I like that. The eight, yeah. <laughs> City's favored by infinity. All right. Jacksonville versus the Chargers. This, to me, honestly, is my favorite game of Super Wildcard Weekend. This is my favorite game because I think this is between two teams who are in very, very similar situations, very young teams. Um, Jacksonville, you know, they haven't been relevant since 2017 since Jacksonville, and now they are starting to – I mean, Trevor Lawrence is starting to become like one of those guys in the elite category, and I do think he'll get there one day, and it shows what happens when you actually have an NFL head coach on your team. Um, but I think this is Justin Herbert's time to finally prove to people that he is an elite NFL quarterback because he's just been known as the guy that, you know, he didn't make the playoffs last year. And they probably should have. And a little bit was Staley's fault, but, you know, sometimes you just got to make a play. But I think that the Chargers beat Jacksonville. I think this is a very close game. I think that people are underestimating the Jags. and But I do think that the Chargers will finally win this game. I just think that the Jags are one year too early. I think that they're too young. And I think that this Chargers defense with Khalil Mack is very, very experienced. Derwin James. I just think that they have too many pieces on defense. Even though they are injured, I think that they just have a ton of talent. Because if this team was healthy, they would be the number one Um, Bengals, Ravens, Bengals. I, I mean, who the heck is Tyler Huntley? Uh, Bills, Dolphins. Why is the AFC so bad? <laughs> I mean, we're... Uh, Bills, just, just really... You know, why... The Dolphins shouldn't even be in the playoffs. The Ravens shouldn't even be in the playoffs, even though they did win with Lamar. I mean, Tyler Huntley's now their quarterback. And for the Dolphins, it's Skylar Thompson. Yeah. Get ready for a rude awakening, Dolphins fans. That's all right, because um, Tom Brady might also be their starter next season anyway, too, besides the Raiders. Yeah. Um, Kansas, and then in the division around Kansas City versus the Chargers, I think Kansas City wins. Um, the, the, they just don't lose to their divisional opponents, no matter what happens. Bills Bengals, this is going to be you know a very very exciting matchup, one that we um should have gotten in the regular season if it wasn't for the tragic accident that happened to Demar Hamlin. Um, I think that the Bills win. Um, I think that this being at home helps the Bills. And I think that there's a, yet again another rematch between the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, I think that the Bills do it this time. I think that the Bills finally get back to the Super Bowl. And I think that, you know, they finally beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. And I think that with that new overtime rule to where each team gets a position, I think that helps them out. And I think that Josh Allen finally gets to the Super Bowl. So I have the Bills winning the AFC. In the NFC, Eagles beat the bye team. Uh, Tampa versus Dallas. Uh, you know, I would, I want to pick Dallas, and I think that everybody wants to pick Dallas. But you got to remember that the NFL scripts these games; they don't want Tom Brady losing in the divisional round or in the wild card round. So give me Tampa, especially since it's at home. Uh, Minnesota and the Giants. I do think that Minnesota will win this game. I think the Giants. I mean, if you think that the Vikings are overrated, the Giants are even more overrated. Um, yes, their their offense. It's very boring. It's just so boring. <laughs> they had, there's just nothing exciting about it. They run the ball. 
and then they'll have five yard checkdowns. They're a whole lot like Michigan. Um, but Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, for what it's worth, has been playing really well this season. Um, although the Vikings defense is straight trash, um, I do think that they'll do enough to win this game. I'll take the Vikings. Seahawks and 49ers, I hope Seattle doesn't even show up. I hope they don't get off the plane. I hope that San Francisco puts up 100 on this sorry team. Give me the Niners by a billion. Geno Smith goes 0 for 30 uh, for 30 interceptions. And the divisional round, the Eagles, I know everybody's dogging the Eagles because Jalen Hurts is not healthy. To me, it doesn't really matter because the Eagles at home, it's it's one of the hardest tasks in the league to beat the Eagles in Philadelphia. Those fans are something else. And I just don't think Tom Brady has it in him anymore. And I think he's ready to head over to Vegas. So I I think he punches out in Philadelphia. He punches in, in Vegas. So give me the Eagles. Vikings versus Niners. This is going to be a very fun game. Two good offenses and, you know, a one elite defense, and that's why I'm going to take the Niners, especially since it's in San Francisco. Uh, the Niners have an elite defense, defensive player of the year by a large margin in Nick Bosa. Um, but this team is San Francisco's elite. They're very elite, and their defense. I mean, they're they're on a ten game win streak. People don't realize that they've won ten straight games. Yeah. I think since they've acquired Christian McCaffrey, I don't know if they acquired him at three and four. They or haven't four lost. Four. They haven't lost. Yeah, I was gonna say like right when they, you know, once they got McCaffrey, they haven't lost. So then Philadelphia versus San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. I think Philly wins. I think that this is where the Brock Purdy story ends. I mean, he's not like it's he's going to end. He's going to play next year. But I think that the run that the Niners have been on ends in Philadelphia. Um, I just think that the Eagles have too much talent. It's kind of like they're kind of like Philadelphia. Uh, They just have, or uh, San Francisco, they just have too much talent around their quarterbacks. I mean, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, one of the best offensive lines of football, Dallas Goddard, and on defense, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay. I mean, you just got guys everywhere um so then my super bowl is going to be the bills versus the eagles um i think that the bills win i think they if they win their first super bowl ever after you know losing four straight i think that this is finally the year that the bills win the super bowl and josh allen wins super bowl mvp uh they win the super bowl for demar hamlin and i just think that I think I don't think there's a more deserving team than the Bills right now, and I think that the Bills are, in my opinion, the best team. So I'll take Buffalo, and there you go. I like it. I like it. I like it. All righty. I'm actually going to start out in the NFC side for my picks. You got Philly destroying the Dubai team, and it won't even be a close one. Um, but then you got Dallas, Tampa Bay on the Monday night game. This one's going to be, the whole world's going to be watching this one. You got Monday night primetime. America's team versus the GOAT. And, you know, I, I, like, I agree with you, Spencer. I want to pick Dallas. I yeah. had thought really for the last, like, three or four weeks, I figured this would be the matchup and it was going to be Dallas. But there's just something about, you know, the play of Dak Prescott that worries me and Tom Brady's playing in the playoffs. And it's at home in Tampa. And Dallas 
statistically is terrible on grass fields. I'm going to pick Tampa to beat Dallas on the first round. Now, Giants-Vikings. This is an interesting matchup. I was originally thinking about, even though I mentioned Minnesota as my upset pick, I was originally thinking I was going to pick the Giants in an upset. I think the Giants cover the spread. I think the Giants will have a one-point lead with two seconds left, but too bad that Greg Joseph will have a 35-yard field goal to win the game as time expires by one point. So I think Minnesota will win on the last-second field goal. I think that game's going to be a really tight one. I Kirk Cousins historically does not play good if it's not a 1 p.m. I think they'll be just good enough to beat the Giants. And with San Francisco, Seattle, I just I just see that one. I just see San Francisco winning in a massacre pretty much in that game. Uh, so my divisional round I have Tampa, Philly, and Minnesota, San Francisco. Uh, for Philly and Tampa, Jalen Hurts is banged up. Tom Brady's coming into their house, but it is Tom Brady. You got Jalen Hurts injured. You got a really good defense in Philly. But the NFL script writers know exactly what they're going to do. And Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to upset the number one seed in the divisional round. They're going to move on to the NFC Championship game. The Buccaneers to the NFC Championship in an upset. And then San Francisco, Minnesota. I think San Francisco is the best overall roster in the NFL at the moment. I think the moment against San Francisco on the road will be too big for Kirk Cousins. I think the 49ers are going to move on to the NFC Championship game with ease. With Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. Nick Bosa, you know, defensive player of the year winner. Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel on offense. It's it's a dream scenario that San Francisco has right now. Then you got the NFC Championship game. You've got Tom Brady against his hometown team. And I think San Francisco is going to go back to the Super Bowl. Uh, I've, for the last few weeks, thought for the 49ers are the best team right now in the NFL from a roster standpoint. Um, I just I just think that they're, they're legit, even with Brock Purdy at starting. I just, I, they haven't been able to lose. And they're just so consistent right now. Their defense is ungodly. Their offense can beat you in multiple different ways. And I think they're the team to beat in the NFC, regardless that they're not the one seed. Up into the AFC, you've got Kansas City also destroying the bye team, pretty much mopping the floor with them. Then you got Chargers-Jacksonville. You guys are higher on Jacksonville than I am. And I know it's hard to travel across country and win, but I just I, I'm not that high on Jacksonville yet. I think they have peaked a year early. Um, I think Jacksonville maybe next season would be in a real talk to go anywhere in the playoffs. Um, there is also the question marks of Brandon Staley and his coaching. You know, that's another discussion we could have. If the Chargers do end up losing this game and they lose it pretty badly, is Brandon Staley gone? You could say the same thing for Mike McCarthy in Dallas. There's a possibility yep. for stuff like that as well. But I think the Chargers are just too talented right now. They it does sound like they will be without Mike Williams, though, which could hurt them in the long run. But I think the Chargers do beat Jacksonville on the road. Baltimore, Cincinnati. Now, I have seen Baltimore in the past play teams 
really tough and beat them after in-season kind of, um, you know, being disrespected. Yes, they're without Lamar Jackson. And Cincinnati right now was probably one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in the AFC. Um, You know, Joe Mixon doing his coin flip celebration, I think is going to rub some Baltimore players the wrong way. I think it's hard to go out there and beat teams two times, let alone back-to-back. Um, it is back in Cincinnati. I think this is going to be a tough one. I think Baltimore will cover, the, will cover the spread. I think it'll surprise a lot of people. But at the end of the day, I think Cincinnati is still too good to lose this game. Um, but if there is a game to watch out for where people might be a little bit sup- like genuinely surprised, I think that's the game is Baltimore-Cincinnati. Um, and then you got Buffalo, Miami. Miami's going to be playing like their third-string quarterback. Buffalo's at home. No, sh- Buffalo. Buffalo. That's all I got to say. And then yeah. for the divisional, you got Chargers Chiefs. Chiefs can't lose against their divisional opponents. So Chiefs move on to the AFC Championship. Buffalo, Cincinnati. The storyline of this game is going to be crazy because of the in season incident here just recently with Lamar Hamlin, like you said. And uh, I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to win. I think a lot of people might pick Cincinnati to win. I would not be surprised if Cincinnati would end up winning this game because these are two of the best teams in the NFL. But I think Buffalo will get over to hump and beat Cincinnati and will face off again against Kansas City in Atlanta in the neutral site game for the AFC Championship. And I think, as well as you, Spencer, I do think Buffalo gets finally passed Patrick Mahomes and makes the Super Bowl. And I got Buffalo and San Francisco in the Super Bowl. You got, to me, the best roster in San Francisco against probably the second-best roster in Buffalo. And I think the story the story will write itself, you know, the DeMar Hamlin situation, and the team goes out, and Buffalo Bills are going to win the Super Bowl for him. And I think Buffalo yep. beats San Francisco for the Super Bowl. Very, very intriguing matchups. We all have different picks, similar teams. Uh, I think we all each have at least one team together in the Super Bowl that we all picked, but um, no one fully agreed. We agreed on Bills winning. He, uh, Allen believes Chiefs are going to win, but we all kind of split some teams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. None of us had the exact same Super Bowl prediction, so That's I, I kind of like that. The Eagles, the Niners, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Yep. Yeah. I, I there's just I don't know what it is, man. I don't for this Bengals Ravens game. There's just something about it that I. Yeah, I don't get that. I get Bills by thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bills by thirty against Miami, but I'm just saying for this Ravens Bengals game. I'm just saying there's just for something Bengals, about this sorry. game. There's just something about you this. You think the game. Ravens upset them? There's something about it that I just I just have a gut feeling that that game is going to be something yeah. a lot of people don't think it will be. Joe Burrow does what he did literally last Sunday and beats the Ravens in a blowout. <laughs> not, saying he, not saying that won't happen, but I just, there's just something about it that just has – I have a gut feeling about it that I just think that game is going to be a lot different than people think it will be. But – yeah, go Bills. 
Gold Bills. Still on Stroud watch. This man still hasn't posted nothing. <laughs> I'm 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 waiting very vigorously right now at this point. Very um, brief. I do want to talk about what happened last night. Um, did you guys see how the Spurs set up the Alamo Dome to watch yes. the game? Yes. Yes. That was real. I mean, if you sat at the bottom, like if you sat at the bottom of the, the actual stadium, you weren't able to actually see the game. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad of a setup. I saw that. I was watching the game, actually, and there was like a whole bottom bowl for like the actual basketball arena seats. And then, like, the football seats were, like, spread out. They were, like, the court was so crammed in right in the middle, and behind there was, like, like 200 feet of just, like, concrete around that part, and then the seats in the actual football stadium. And they were... I don't know, or funnier, the fact that, you know, how badly it was set up that the Spurs lost by 30. (laughs) The Spurs Spurs are in a complete rebuild right now, though. I mean, it's not too surprising. Warriors haven't played their greatest this season either right now. They're 500. Yeah. Um, yeah we and the Thunder, because of how bad the West is, the Thunder are actually almost in sixth place. Yeah, right now, Thunder are pretty close to being in a play-in. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, NBA this season, we haven't talked too much of it since it started. I mean, we did kind of briefly before the season started, but... Well, it's been pretty tight. Coming up it's been pretty tight. It's been really tight. There, you've got the few teams that there's look no... their best, but there's no real clear cut. Like, oh yeah, they're definitely going to go. Like you, like if you look at the records, I think the best. I think the Celtics have the best record, and they already have like 13 losses. Yeah. I mean, I think that's. Some people don't necessarily like the style of play in the NBA, but I kind of like the fact that now it seems to be more balanced in the fact that you don't necessarily know who's really going to go. Like, you have a sense of certain teams, but you can't, like, like when when Miami had LeBron or Cleveland Golden State time, you know, you kind of just knew before the season ever started. You were like, oh, yeah, Miami's going. But now, it's going to be Cleveland Golden State. Now there's, now there's easily six to seven teams you could be like, oh, yeah, they could. They could. I think those teams are at least to me Dallas, Denver, Memphis, and the West Golden State still possibly if they can find a way to bounce back. In the East, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. Uh maybe Brooklyn even. The way they're playing right now. Brooklyn's playing really good basketball at the moment. And you know, NBA basketball is more fun because of that aspect at the moment and it's it's good to see. It's good to see some of the younger stars. Um, maybe on next episode we can talk about who we think should be the MVP favorite. Um, a lot of people have their own opinion on that. Some people think Jokic. Some people think Giannis. Some people think Tatum. Some people think KD. Uh, you know, Tatum is looking real good right now. I will say that yeah. Tatum. Tatum is playing excellent basketball at the moment. Um, He's playing honestly. This might be one of his best seasons. It probably is the way he's starting. It is his best season to start off. Um, but, yeah, we'll definitely start talking more NBA basketball here as the football season does start to wrap up. But, man, NFL playoffs today starting. 
so good. Hopefully the Bills and 49ers make the Super Bowl so I can be right. Um, but C.J. Stroud, just just decide, please. Just please. make up your mind so that way I got I can <laughs> stop refreshing my phone every five seconds. That would really really help me, and help Buckeye Nation. So just post something, please. I beg. But, we beg him. But yeah, um, why would we even bother talking about that national championship? I I cannot believe there is no reason to. I, I can't believe that game happened. I um, thought it was going to be. I really thought it was going to be closer. Yeah. I, uh, I don't even know what to say about that championship game. I shouldn't have even brought it you up You literally had Georgia players eating wings on the sideline. That's how sad it was. Apparently, some members of the Georgia's defense told T- or said on the bench that they were like, they said they ain't got no Marvin Harrison on their team. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it just goes to show they deliberately knocked him out of the game. Anyway, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that out there. You never know. No, I'm kidding. But man, it's just so gut wrenching to see Ohio State almost just come a field goal away from beating that Georgia team. And what they did to TCU, just knowing we could have done the exact same thing. It's gut wrenching to know that that's the team that Michigan lost to. Yeah, because you guys got too cute. Yeah. That's why. It really should have been a Michigan-Ohio State National Championship game. You know what? I want to end it on this. I think Michigan is built to try and beat Ohio State, but I think Ohio State is built to actually compete with the bigger teams like Georgia and Alabama more than Michigan is. You know, at this moment, I agree. Like, I think Michigan has deliberately built their team the way to beat Ohio State right now, but I think Ohio State has the better like, built overall team to actually beat the Bamas, the Georgias, you know, the USC's, those kind of teams. I don't know if Michigan's built to beat those kind of teams the way that they play. You've built your Mm -hmm. team to focus on our weaknesses at the moment, and we can – the difference is we have the similar style of play that those other teams have. We have the offense to compete with them, you know. I mean, Georgia is supposed to have the best defense ever, and we – were the best offense they played all season. And if we had one stop in that fourth quarter, we win the game. Regardless, you could talk about the kicker. You could talk about them knocking out Marvin Harrison all you want. But if we got one stop on defense, we'd probably win that game. And, yeah, I think Ohio State currently is built to beat those teams while Michigan's built to beat us. It's weird to say, but I think that's the truth. I'm not gonna disagree because that's what I've been seeing. Because clearly we can beat we can beat Ohio State, but in reality we should have beat TCU, but we couldn't. Last year we got destroyed by Georgia. Yeah. So I, I as of right now, I agree with you. Yeah. We're built kind of like, I guess, an SEC team a little bit, the way we recruit. The style of play we play, not even on defense. I'm not talking defense. I'm talking specifically offense. Um, Our defense looks like a Big 12 defense, which it literally is because our defensive coordinator came from Oklahoma State. But it's looked like that since Ryan Day's been our head coach, except with Chase Young. 
Um, there's just something about how we play. It just looks like we're built to play in those big-time games against those other teams outside of our conference. But do you agree with that, Spencer? Yeah. You know, I don't. I haven't seen a lot of people talk about that on social media, but I think that's a no, bigger topic to talk about because I think, in reality, we'll see how we'll see how it goes for the next couple of years. But it just to me looks like I wouldn't be surprised if if Harbaugh does come back and everything. If Michigan could continue to control us, but yet I, we, I don't think Harbaugh. I think that I really don't think that Harbaugh leaves. He's got a great thing going at Michigan and. I just, like, I don't know why he would want to leave what he has. Like, he's building, like, a championship contender there. And I just don't get why he would want to leave. It just doesn't make sense to me. This whole hardball thing is just nonsense. Yes. He does this every year. Yes, I agree with that because he. it's every year since he's really ever come back to Michigan. It's a continuous cycle in in the media that, oh, Harbaugh's flirting with the NFL, he's eyeing a return, which uh, he probably is. It legitimately is. But I don't know how much, he true, could be, but I don't know yeah, how much I don't... true interest is that the NFL has in him. That's the real question. Does the NFL have interest in Harbaugh like Harbaugh has the interest in the NFL? And you and if you really if you really think about it, if you look at the teams that want him, I mean Indianapolis, Carolina, the Broncos, those teams aren't built. Those teams are downhill and rebuilding. Yes. I mean the Broncos are a dumpster fire. Indianapolis is nearly a dumpster fire. Carolina doesn't know what their quarterback situation is going to look like. They might as well trade DJ Moore at this point. Yeah, they should. Like I don't really realize like I don't get why he would want to go to one of those teams that want him especially when like Spencer said he has a good thing going with Michigan yeah I mean he does you know it's funny though because people are talking about why Ohio State would you know want Stroud to come back after losing to Michigan twice Michigan fans had Harbaugh come back after losing the first five games of Ohio State and then he finally beat us, and now it's amazing. You know, so let's see. Let's see what Stroud does. I just saw real quickly before we leave, the the projected most likely Super Bowl matchups. Number one is Eagles versus Chiefs. Close behind them, San Francisco versus Kansas City, Allen's pick. Eagles versus Buffalo. San Francisco versus Buffalo. And Dallas versus Kansas City. Those are the top five Super Bowl most likely matchups. Oh, the Lions should be playing this week. You're right. It should yes, be, we it should be, be a, Buffalo, a Buffalo Detroit Super Bowl in yeah. in Arizona. Yeah, Detroit. You know the Lake Erie, the Lake Erie Classic. Exactly. <laughs> the Lake Erie Classic in Arizona. Mess with it. That's right. Too bad you can try and do that on Madden. Not in real life. No. Um, I think that'll be a wrap-up. <laughs> Man. I think I think that'll be a wrap on this episode here of episode 42 of the Ball and Beats podcast. Super Bowl predictions, CJ Stroud watch, you know, NBA season, 
is at the halfway point. Bunch of other things coming up as well. Listen to us on Spotify. Spread us all. Spread us everywhere. Spread it all, baby. Exactly. Tell everyone. When we come back next episode, C.J. Stroud will be in the NFL draft. Talk to you later. Peace out. See ya. Have a good one.